Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner and today my guest is Michael Fessler and we're going to be talking about clues to bioremediation of heavy metals in humans using the skin's detox pathways. Michael is the vice president and director of research and is the founder of Herbalix Restoratives which he co-founded in 1999 with Dr. David Bruce Malign, who is a neurosurgeon. He has been an assistant to Dr. Malign for 23 years prior to starting Herbalix. He developed botanical preservative Herbalix for cosmetic applications, formulated topical skin purging products for absorbing aluminum salts and remediating heavy metals using the skin's excretory pathways, and he identified the effects of aluminum on the lymphatic system. He collaborates with aluminum scientists throughout the world to identify sources of aluminum in the air, water, food, medications, and cosmetics. Many of you know that I am passionate about the lymphatic system, as is Michael, and he really brings us some unique clues on how to detox through the skin and help getting the lymphatics draining, and really looking at aluminum is one of the greatest insults to the lymphatic system. I hope you enjoy this podcast. So we're going to cover a lot, and it's so great to connect with you again, Michael. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very kindly. Good to uh, see you again, too. Yeah, it's been too long, and I just, um, I've learned a lot from you over the years, and I learned a lot through your work with your products and your um, education around the OligoScan, and you really have this really wonderful knowledge about how toxicants, especially heavy metals, impact our body and our physiology, and you have innovative solutions on how to get them out because I think m- there's a tipping point. There's more and more people are understanding why we're so sick is because of the toxicants that are bioaccumulating in our bodies, but we we need more strategies, right? You know, beyond chelation, we need more strategies to help lower the spur. So I'm excited to get re-inspired by all the new things that you have up your sleeve. And um, again, uh, for those of you who might not know you yet, like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you start figuring out that we could really get metals and these environmental toxicants out through our skin? It was almost by accident, Christine. I, you know, we started the company, Dr. Molina and I, who I worked with as an assistant. He was a neurosurgeon for 23 years, and he pretty much took me and I would help him from A to Z. Digressing to my background was my discipline and guidance from one of the top masters in neurosurgery. That was one of the one of my mentors that helped guide me to look for things that maybe other people aren't looking for, anomalies. I wanted to take a moment to thank my sponsor, BioPure, for sponsoring the Spectrum of Health podcast. BioPure is a wonderful product line that I use in many of my treatment protocols at Eminence Health. I've been using them for over a decade, and BioPure does a lot of things that are so important to me. They use high-quality ingredients, they use results-oriented formulas, and they test their products for purity and potency, making sure that they are free from all of the things that we want to keep our patients away from and avoiding. You can't go wrong with BioPure, and I just, again, want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And if you're struggling out there, check out their products on Apothecary. We have a special discount of 10% for BioPure products on my website, and that's apothecarystore.com. And please use the code Spectrum of Health. And it was about 2003, I was very interested in making products. And I looked at the market with Elizabeth and myself. We were already established making products without synthetic chemicals and petroleums, but I wanted to do something with something different. And so I, my love for kelp, because I did an underwater study in the 70s down off San Diego, and I was exposed to the fact that most people don't understand that 
two-thirds of the planet, it's underwater, and everything was sloughing off into the water and destroying the kelp beds. And I start to understand not only the pollution, but the importance of kelp, that it can absorb the toxicants. And so when I had the opportunity in 2003, I put it in a deodorant along with olive leaf and coriander seed. Mm -hmm. And synergistically, I had it as an underarm deodorant. It would actually be a little bit of a problem because it would the oils from the underarm were being attracted and they were staining the people's night shirts or whatever. We made it into a nighttime deodorant. And what we found out was that later on in testing, that when you apply this in the underarm, the kelp was actually vasodilating and it was uh, the coriander seed was attracting the metals. And for six, eight hours while somebody lays asleep, it was activating the lymphatic movement. And that's what got me interested in. But we had a broker that says, uh, we need to test your product before we put it on the market. And so we had a clinical done. And in that clinical, I'm just going to hold up that we we did live subjects. Mm-hmm. And this is in our brochure, but it was three weeks. And the first uh-huh. week was nobody used any antiprint. No deodorants were allowed. And they did uh-huh. tape strippings in the armpit. They, the second week was the use of an antiperspirant. Now, you notice the spiking in one side. Yeah. And then the third week was the nighttime deodorant. And you see all the underarm left and right were the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you add all up these numbers, they all add up to the same because it was a linear statistic. And so they said, well, you the lab said, well, you need to get a hold of Dr. Howard Maybach. He's the, the top scientist dermatologist in the world down in, in UCSF. He looked at it and, and actually had us come down to his office and said, how did you guys figure this out? And I said, well, people were looking at just both armpits instead of looking at one. And we were able to determine from this now who's left and who's right dominant. So mm-hmm. we know most people are dominant with their right arms. So it was a non-dominant site that had more heavy metals. And mm-hmm. so when you have that much aluminum coming out of the body, and they're not using an antiperspirant, it piqued my interest. Like, where were the metals coming from? Mm-hmm. And so from that, I looked at the next associated disease next to the armpit. And there wasn't many studies. I mean, people just don't look at the armpit as anything as you know, it's a smelly armpit, right? <laughs> and so I came across a study from the UK, Dr. Chris Exley, one of the top experts on aluminum, and he was working with a scientist called Felipe Dabre. Mm-hmm. And we actually sent our product and had it tested by him. But they had found in the cysts and tumors in women that the aluminum contents was found in the upper outer quadrant. And so he wanted to know how I figured what I did, we're able to determine that the non-dominant side accumulates. And so when we looked at oncology reports and we talked to operating doctors and nurses, they see the problem in the upper outer quadrant left breast all the time. Mm. And so we wanted to go and remediate, but how were the lymphatics working? We developed a sentinel breast cream. Mm-hmm. It's the name of it for herbolics. And we use, we had to figure out not to use like a mammogram because it's invasive with the radiation and it would stop the flow of the lymphatics, we believe. So we use thermography and it was uh, a protocol, a WIRB protocol that we were able to see that the um, placebos, there was no movement. 
but the ones that used the sentinel breast scheme and the detox deodorant had the movement. But what was interesting when we first started, and please interrupt me on any of this to, yeah, yeah, to clarify no, anything. I'll, I'll inter- yeah, no, you're doing great. I'll interrupt so when, you. When, <laughs> when they were doing like mammogram, they were just doing like the breast. Right. And so I said that for me, I need to know what's flowing in and flowing out. So I went into the clinic and I said, would you expand the thermography scan? And they said, well, we, we don't normally do that. And I said, I know. That's why we're not finding anything. Mm-hmm. So we had them raise up their armpit and take a picture of the armpit, the breast. And I had to raise it up to about here because I wanted to see where the source mm-hmm. of anything was contributing to the breast for the maybe heavy metals or, or problems mm-hmm. with the lymphatic. And somebody was wearing earrings. Mm. Big loopy earrings, and we could see the metal salts. It was being retracted back inside the earlobe, down the cervical nodes, and it was coming into, and it showed blockage in the subclavian area. And we found that when people, when we have them compress this area, they have soreness. Mm-hmm. We told them, take off your earrings and detox, and we were able to make the pain go away. But we also found that the teeth, the amalgams, were, were kind of draining. But with the armpit, when they use antiperspirant or the crystal deodorant, which is even worse than antiperspirant, this drainage stopped and it was just overflowing into the breast tissue. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real find for us. And when I gave a lecture many years ago down in Texas, there were a lot of doctors in this, I think it was called Best Answer for Cancer. A gentleman after my lecture came up to me and tapped me on the back and said, you know, can I ask you a few questions about aluminum? I said, I'd like to, but I don't know who you are. And he said, I'm Hal Huggins. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I've heard of you. And he says, I know about mercury. I can teach you about mercury, but you need to help me with aluminum. I said, I have a whole library of sources of aluminum. Mm. We ended up being very good friends. Mm. Uh, I sent him for six months, all my hard copy, everything on aluminum. And he found out in the dental world, they were using so much aluminum. Synergistically, it was just as as toxic as mercury. So we now know from, as you know, the alpha thermography, we can see the dental issues. Mm -hmm. And 80 to 90% of breast problems are from dental issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we've, not only can we drain the breast, to the axilla, but we found out the thyroid is another issue where yeah. people can't get their amalgams taken care of. We can use a way to keep the metals going to the underarm because it has a special duct for heavy metals, but we have to get past these lymph nodes right here. These mm-hmm. are the problems that get sore. People aren't aware of it. And that's why we have the practitioners, as you well know, you, you have them palpate those areas to know mm-hmm. if there's blockage. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got started, and it just kept growing and growing. Yeah, no, I thank you for sharing that, and I love that you're so passionate in your experience, right? Your teach and your patients and the practitioners and the physicians are teaching us every day. Like this is so important, right? And these are the things to look at. And I, you know, why I was so excited to reconnect with you is through my patient story. You know, I'm really into the lymphatic system as well because I feel yes. like you know, really the a lot of their issues are stemming from the congested lymphatic system when they come to see us. And so um, you illustrate all of these points in what I see in practice as well. And I think. I think, you know, a lot of things we can talk about, but, you know, women 
I think they don't always make that connection that breasts are lymphatic tissue, right? And mm-hmm. you know, if they're not draining well, if there's not a lot of um, lymphatic movement, there can be lymphatic congestion and benign fibroadenomas to you know different fibrocystic breast conditions to even um, cancers that we need to again be very proactive at preventing. Um, so no, I think we definitely need to tie that in. And I love how you're also sharing this area too, because thoracic duct and the right lymphatic duct are in those areas and the whole lymphatic system if one area is blocked, right? There's a traffic jam in other areas and then that leads to more problems. And so I know you have lots of uh, ways to educate us to keep our lymphatic systems open and get these toxicants out of our system. Let's go back to aluminum. So you men- mentioned Dr. Exley. And there's that documentary, right? The age of aluminum and that, you know, I think like Hal Huggins, they were very focused on mercury, which is still very much an issue in a lot of our patients. But as you also mentioned, the synergy, but aluminum, we're kind of bombarded. So just tell, you know, people are new to like, okay, I've heard about aluminum, but where am I getting aluminum? So can you just rattle off the places where we need to be aware of exposure? Christine, that list is so long, but um, <laughs> I'll get, yeah. I, you know, just to give you an idea that the Canadian government made a study on what products that we have every day to find aluminum. And I know from studies that wheat and corn are chelators from the soil to uptake it. And so they found out that breakfast cereals products are 28.8 and egg is 0.17 amount of aluminum. So the amount of aluminum in a breakfast cereal. And so there was a study that I looked at. The Alzheimer scientists were looking at mice and they fed mice water. So they had one grouping. They had mice with aluminum in their water as a second. And they had aluminum and a citrate in their water for the third group. And then they, they were looking to see how much aluminum got in the brain and the other tissues. And they found nine times more aluminum was getting into the liver than the brain. And they were really disappointed. And I, I said, well, that's the car filter in our bodies. And so that's where we, we developed another product to absorb it over the abdomen. So the liver it's so impacted by aluminum. We found a good way to do it is while somebody sleeps to do like the underarm that they can apply what we call belly fat freedom over the abdomen to take the swelling out of the liver. So a lot of food products are full of aluminum. It's, you know, when they see sodium, they don't realize that the aluminum can be in it, but it's in so much air, water, and food. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. We even lipstick, uh, moisturizers, it, uh, sunscreens, it's unavoidable. So when mm-hmm. we look at what to do about aluminum, it's trying to get it out of the body as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And the best way is to make sure the four portals in the body are opened up. The soles Mm. of the feet, the palms of the hand, the underarm, and the scalp. That's Mm. the main excretory portals that we use. Mm. Uh, When somebody says they stop sweating, we know they're going to accumulate heavy metals. We made a big find recently on the oligoscan, and we found what we call the non-excreter status Mm. for heavy metals. And we have been able to determine by studies, there's this uh, scientist called TITZE, T-I-T-Z-E, found that sodium, an inactive sodium channel within the skin. And mm-hmm. we now, now determine that when we measure them on the oligoscan, which we can talk about a little later, that it's showing that there's aluminum within the skin. And so our bodies become like an antiperspirant and the skin ducts, uh, the ducts, sweat ducts are not sweating out 
enough. Mm -hmm. And so it's backing up the heavy metals within. Mm -hmm. So I caution people to not go out and buy a detoxification product at a store and try it without finding out and getting tested to make sure that their skin's sweating enough. Mm. And that's not uncommon to hear. Some of my patients are like, not great sweaters, right? They're nope. like, I have to sit in the sauna. I don't really sweat until like 40 minutes and I don't sweat a lot. Um, is that a reason why the, the the aluminum is blocking their ability to sweat? The lymphatics have so calcified because aluminum causes calcification within the lymphatic system. And so what we have found is that there's like a thickening on the bottom of the foot and mm-hmm. a callus. And we've being able to determine that that is going to block the lymphatics all the way up, ascending to the knees, the thighs, the pelvic floor. It will go up to hip point, around to the kidneys, the spinal cord, all the way up to the occipitals. Mm -hmm. We palpate them or we see physically the anomalies. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how we have to physically uh, see it. But we know when people can't bend their knees, they can't pick things off the floor, that their lymphatics are blocked. And nobody... Well, you're studying lymphatics, you're yeah. understanding, but the medical world, they have no clue about the lymphatics. The only reason they worry about the lymphatics is because if they're giving a, a medication mm-hmm. that it's clearing the liver and the kidneys. Well, it may do in mice that walk in all four, but a lot of humans are not clearing their medications because there are multiple medications and they're getting into trouble. Our job is to keep them out of the wheelchair. So detoxification is the number one interest in my world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so important. And I'm so glad that you're educating us all. And, you know, aluminum, as you said, like wreaks havoc on the liver. And just, you know, we see a lot of neurological conditions, right? And, you know, I know through Professor Exley's work as well, the aluminum can bioaccumulate in the brain and like nervous system tissue too. So maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but, you know, as we open up these channels, right, we have more ability to access deeper toxicity within us to then get to those like deep hidden burdens that are really creating problems. Is that your experience? If you open up an area, you have to follow the lymphatic trail. It's called lymphatic mapping to follow where the blockage is. If we know somebody's getting fog brain or some other issue, they're feeling fatigue, that their brain is not circulating as well. In other words, they're not getting rid of the trash. And we also found that recently that the car accidents or neck injuries mm-hmm. have distorted the cervical nodes and they're not draining down their neck. We know that we have to open that up, that it it can be a distortion of the neck that's creating a problem. Also that we, if they have headaches, they probably have a block in the temple or Mm -hmm. they're wearing uh, headphones or some sort of the ear things that behind the ear can be blocked. It's you can feel the, the heat, the solidness. And so I know they're not draining. And the main area that drains down besides the spinal cord fluids gets the axilla and down the hands to the hand. Yeah. So when we do the mapping, I, you know, the, the alpha, which you're very familiar with, we can find where this blockage is and we work from uh, the bottom up. And the reason we work from the bottom up is because we live on a planet called earth and it's called gravity and everything settles to these portals and if they don't get out fast enough so when there's a brain issue it means there's not enough drainage and i've seen a lot of covid people uh thermographies and there's this stagnation here and here and usually the dental problems are not allowing the fluids to get behind and get down to the axilla 
So they're experiencing a lot of issues that are long-term. So that's why detoxification for post-COVID is a, an important issue. And I'm sure you're seeing a lot of this in your office right now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's like all roads lead back to the lymphatic system, right? And I think a couple of great points about, you know, heavy metals and some of these toxicants are, you know, heavy and with gravity, they get stuck in the fascia and the connective tissue and the lower parts of the body, like the pelvic bowl, as you said, yep. and then the lower extremities. And maybe a great illustration, probably plantar fasciitis, right? Um, yep. Plantar fasciitis. Do you have any experience with that? Is that something that you've opened up with the, these methods? We were at conference, uh, anti-aging conference in Las Vegas four years ago, and I, I started to see the problems with the, the inner knee, and I would have everybody take their, their shoes and socks off, and there was a lot of calluses on the bottom of the feet. And so we now know from the conferences that the bottom of the feet are callous. That means the fluids are not going to be able to drain. So in other words, they're building up the thickness of the skin because the heavy metals are blocked in there, and there's these certain mites within the bottom of the feet that collapse because of the heavy metals. And so we developed this new product that has the ability with the kelp and other ingredients to actually allow the water to be retained so the heavy metals can permeate through the sweat ducts of the soles of the feet. And so we tell people not to grind off that callus. You, you know, they've got these little grinders, you drain them, and it still shows up on the oligoscan scan as a, a sulfur conjugation problem. So when we can get and get the, the calluses to slough off, we can get the sweating pattern, and then we can start to work with the lymphatics and go upstairs to the knee. So I'm sure you've seen that the next, the knee where it's not well defined in some people, yeah. they're like swimming. That's because the fluids aren't draining all the way through the bottom of the feet. And so when you see the bottom of the feet and they have the calluses, they have all this fluid and they're actually kind of swimming on their feet. And so the metals are drying out the skin and it will start to get into the bone. And that's where the plantar fasciitis goes. And we, you know, when they get it, surgery is going to cause more scar tissue. So we'd like to do it naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great tips. You know, people, we know about the ionic foot bath, right? And yes. with what you're sharing, we know the ionic foot bath works for a lot of reasons, right? And yes. what we kind of hang our hat on over the years is that, you know, oh, stuff happens in the water, but we're not sure. But we know what happens, you know, people urinate heavy metals out of their system, especially like two to three days after. And I know a major difference looked at that and so forth. But kind of from what you're sharing too, I mean, there is, we, we need to just be aware, like this is a route of an exit route for the body through the soles of the feet. And it's very possible that, you know, what it seemed to be these urban myths of, you know, the feet detoxing, um, you know, this is very much your experience and very much clinically relevant. We live in the industrial world. You asked me about the sources of aluminum and there there's so many that people get uninundated and they just, it's so hard for them to even think about everything. But what we found is that when you use the ionic foot bath, it's so good for, you know, that time period. Because the industrial world we live in, toxicity doesn't stop. Chemtrails, exhaust, if somebody lives in the big city. So we like our creams because they're osmotically vasodilating and they're attracting at nighttime. So you're detoxing. We actually tell people you can't stop detoxing. You can't take a night off. You brush your teeth every day. And we live in an industrial world where it doesn't stop. It's day and night. We measured the uh, on the Aluka scan the uh, ionic foot bath, and we had practitioners, and we saw four to five different metals in just a weekend yeah. uh, start to change. So we know, but I like to continue, 
and work it up to the knees and into the thighs of pelvic floor are products because now you've got the bottom open that now that you've got the metals going through the feet, it's going to dry it up and close them up again. So you have to keep them detox all the time. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I think detoxification, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not this like, you know, juice cleanse or, you know, three chelations or, you know, the sauna here and there. It's, it's really a lifestyle with what we're up against. So I love that your tools can be very accessible. We mentioned the pelvic floor, uh, you know, a few times and, you know, with women, right. There's a lot of uh, the women I see fibroids, PCOS, yeah, yeah ovariansis, um, endometriosis. Do you look at those as lymphatic congestion Absolutely. Um, conditions? Yeah. Absol- no, uh, in fact, I've tried to look at, I've contacted the uh, lipedema and lipedema, uh, yeah. those groups, and I asked them if they had any work on the feet. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any studies on that. They don't understand that the foot and because of gravity, we now know that when the feet are so blocked and I see it in the knees, I'll see somebody with the knees and the fluid build up on the mm-hmm. knees and they'll have a thickening of the thighs. But then the thin walls in the human vaginal walls are so thin that these cysts can mm-hmm. fill infiltrate the cyst, that's where it can be uncomfortable for uh, sexual activity. It can have problems for fertility. So in keeping the pelvic floor open, they're allowing everything to drain. Mm-hmm. Another problem is that if they've had any surgery, hernia or C-sections, we are now finding out this is a problem that the scar tissue is not able to drain around this area. So it actually can infiltrate the pelvic floor. And guys are another problem in that if their bottom of the feet aren't draining, their prostate are going to fill up. I've contacted the prostate groups and nobody's interested in studying the prostate for aluminum. They've done all the other metals and they're not interested in, in how to get aluminum out of the prostate and get rid of the swelling. Wow. Wow. Now that I think you're onto something there, Michael. And then for the men, you would just do the same thing, open up the feet, open up the pelvic floor. I actually have a protocol that I developed for that. And when we get to the pelvic floor, then we fertility issues. Everybody looks at the female. Nobody's talking about the male, what they're doing out. And that we know the sperm count from Chris Hexley has been going down. We know from the scientific, the science world, and nobody's paying attention to the heavy metals collecting in the prostate. Mm -hmm. And so that when we clean up for women detox uh, before conception, the male should do the same also. But, you know, for older gentlemen, they're going in and getting the the knife and and they don't realize that you first have to clean. The lymphatics I found out on the prostate are there and nobody's utilizing them okay. to drain. Mm-hmm. Here, every organ has a lymphatic, whether it's a liver, prostate, all has this outside that's just full of calcification because aluminum calcifies. It depletes the intercell uh, calcium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then we have a lot that we can do, obviously, with reproductive health, and that's just on the rise. And Lymphatic. Then, yeah, yeah. And then we're going upstream, right? So, you know, a lot of Americans, you know, and a lot of people who are, you know, sick also have like a lot of inflammation in their intestines and a lot of lymphatic congestion in the abdomen. So can you walk us through how you approach lymphatic congestion in the abdomen? The abdomen comes after the early protocol for the feet, the knees, because of gravity, Mm -hmm. I need to have that whole lower extremity opened up. Mm -hmm. And the Lyme disease patients actually Mm -hmm. taught me that because they're so slow in draining their lymphatics. But once we get them open up, they have a much better lifestyle, 
less problems and joints and pain. But after we get to the pelvic floor area, then I can have over their abdomen because of the, a lot of the gut problems. The mm-hmm. lymph nodes are full of aluminum and the liver. And so when I, I have the belly fat freedom that they put over the abdomen with the kelp in it, it has natural iodine that will vasodilate. It will open up the sweat ducts and it will allow the aluminum salts that store in the lymph nodes in the abdomen be able to get to the surface. Mm-hmm. And so we can take the swelling away. We can help the digestive issue. If somebody's used our belly fat freedom, they know that they have more bowel movements. And when somebody says they don't have a bowel movement for two days, I'm like, excuse me, but something's <laughs> wrong with your system. We've got to get, and that's because the lymph nodes in the stomach are dried out and they don't have enough proper nutrients in it because they're full of heavy metals. And so they're not digesting the food at all. Mm-hmm. No, and it's really a chronic issue, right? And so with the belly fat freedom, what, what's in there? Like, what are the things that are doing the, the beautiful it, work? It's similar to the the detox, but we added botanical heat to it. So they're botanical uh, essential oils. And I added castor oil, magnesium, mm-hmm. and some other properties. And our herbolics preservative, which is, is an amazing preservative. It's one of a kind in the country. And what it does is that where the kelp kills fungus, that's what kelp does. So when you put it over the abdomen, it does a a cell exchange. So it's taking the weak salts that are heavy metals, bringing them to the surface. And this is where the coriander seed binds it so it won't rebound back in. And it will pull the iodine back in there. And it will help with getting rid of the swelling because aluminum swells up. It's a sodium. It causes mm-hmm. a lot of swelling. That's the biggest problem that, we, I mean, it's the, the FDA is trying to figure out how to lower the sodium levels in the country. So, you know, for us, we just have to walk down the street and we see all these people could be our customers or patients. Or when I hear them go swish, 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 I know they're not draining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're talking, you know, naturopathic medicine, we learn about the castor oil pack, right? And so this is, you know, the modern day castor oil pack that's really, you know, needed, right? I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, the, the castor oil pack was developed by, it was from Edgar Casey. It was back in the 1920s. And here are 100 years later, and people are just now starting to wake up about it. But I add castor oil and magnesium because we know that we're all low on magnesium. Uh, around the world because of aluminum. We cannot get magnesium up high enough in individuals. Uh, We just see that on the oligoscan all the time. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the oligoscan because, you know, as we're going through the body, you know, you talked about the palms, right? The palms being a really important area um, that we need to think about for um, elimination. You all introduced me um, to the oligoscan. And so can you just share what it is and how it works? I I think the audience will be excited to individuals that, you know, they may go out and just have supplements and they think they're doing the right thing. The oligoscan is a device. It's a spectrophotometry. It's NASA-like it's non-invasive. You take the non-dominant hand on the person. It will take four points. It will give you 15 uh, heavy metals and 21 uh, minerals. And it will give you a physiology report and everything. And for how I teach, that's our baseline of where we need to start. So Mm -hmm. this gets into, when we first see it, the first line that I have people look, I said, don't look at the minerals. We you know, the person well knowledgeable about my, don't look at the heavy metals, look at the lack of sulfur conjugation, 
and because we want to know if they're putting out enough of sweat. So a scan has this little thing, lack of sulfur conjugation. If it's above 60%, they are what I call a non-excreter. Mm. A non-excreter for heavy metals. And I have to look at with not to internal detox so early unless it's zinc. Zinc is the number one element that they have to have on board. Mm. So what the scan has taught me was that if you're low in zinc, the cadmium will be high. Mm-hmm. And when you have high cadmium, that sets up the stage for cancer and mm-hmm. other diseases. So the Alika scan, once I determine, I can cue a person to either, okay, we can do internals because they can excrete. They're 60% or lower. They have a good sweating pattern. But if they're above 60%, we have to induce saunas, foot baths. Uh, of course, the herbolics, you know, our creams and everything like that, uh, more exercise. But I also look at the bottom of the feet. I have a questionnaire that we use that we are trying to determine the source of what may be happening. Are they live near a cement factory or do they live near an aluminum smelter plant? Do they live near a freeway where they're getting a lot of carbon problems? The Alika scan is a nice baseline because there you're going to present them a detoxification plan. Mm-hmm. And then if they're low in zinc, three months to come back in because we have to get their zinc up. Mm-hmm. And if it's not zinc, usually six months, but they have a plan and this gets them involved in their own health care. Because mm-hmm. when you walk into a doctor's office and they give you medication, you have to go back in, get a change. Is it really doing the right thing? They don't know about their lymphatics. They don't know if it's eating up minerals. But we do know once we have a good detoxification plan going, there's five minerals that we watch on the Olympic scan. Mm-hmm. That's iodine, magnesium, zinc, selenium and sulfur, MSM. And those are usually varied between individuals. So once we get them eating on the right, get their lymphatics open, they feel much better. They're able to get, you know, mobilized much better. But my main thing after working with a neurosurgeon who came down with diabetes, that I couldn't save him, but I can keep other people out of a wheelchair. I can keep other people from seeing doctors who are going to just supply them with medication and not to get to the real problem that it's existing. It's, it's a lymphatic issue. Mm-hmm. Did you, is diabetes a lymphatic issue or a toxic issue? Diabetes is, can become a lymphatic issue. On the alpha, you'll see the blockage in the kidneys. Mm-hmm. And so I use the lower extremities on the protocol to reach from the pelvic floor. And I usually touch the hip points. If they're sore, I know it's backed up to there, but I can just pat them, palpate on the kidneys, and I know they're sore. But my main gesture is to bring the product back to the kidneys Mm -hmm. to at least get release of the calcification and get it moving again. Mm -hmm. So we know that their kidneys are not filtering and it can help immensely from the onslaught of diabetes. The other problem with diabetes is the uric acid that seeps out of the lower portion of their legs. Mm -hmm. And so we know the belly fat freedom works really good to help with the pH absorb and helps the vasodilate and help with the lymphatic movement. So yes, diabetes should be treated with um, a lymphatic issue. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that in the medical world. No, no. I just heard that pearl and I was like, oh, interesting. Because, um, you know, a lot of um, patients who even, 
eat pretty well, though I'll see their blood sugar, you know, tend to go up and, you know, their hemoglobin A1C and they're not always the typical, you know, diabetes picture that we'd see. And so it, it made me start thinking, of course, of like all the environmental factors. And so that just kind of put that, brought that together for me, Michael. So no, that the oligoscan is something, you no, know, anyone who has an office out there, you know, please contact Michael. This is a really great way. Heavy metals are really hard. In my mind, they're hard to really demonstrate true body burden, you know, but this, I think the um, oligoscan gives a really great snapshot and window into the body burden and it picks up aluminum like no other test, you know? So I think it's a really, really great tool to illustrate, you know, what your patients, you know, their environmental burden, as well as the progress with the different therapies and how things move in and out of the system. Yeah. And there, there's one other thing I, I like to discuss, the zinc issue. Yeah, when you have low zinc and we're talking about breast health, and I recently had somebody and I've been testing their, their up there female and their zinc was low. And I kept telling them they had to keep doing zinc and they were taking zinc tablets, but mm-hmm. zinc tablets don't show up on the scan. It's actually sublingual. Mm-hmm. works much better with zinc. Mm-hmm. And we, we add that to their drinking water. And the other part is when we have high cadmium, cadmium has to come out through sweat, the ionic foot bath. That's the best way to push it out of the way so the zinc can work. And it ended up that this person had uh, developed breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. And so we've had other people come and get tested on the scan, And when they're low on zinc, That's something that I have to stop and say, you've got to get your zinc up. It's so Mm -hmm. important because it's the one element that moves metals without that. And so the metals are going to, the heavy metals are going to store it in the breast tissue because it's fatty tissue and they love fatty tissue. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. And these individuals had been to doctors. They had been to, uh, and nobody, the doctors couldn't find out what was wrong with them. Fatigue, abdomen issues, uh, headaches, all because of low zinc. And that's what they look at scan. Uh, and then, so somebody has some look at scan, they see this, they just say, wait, we've got one element that's really out of whack here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really great point with the logo scan. And then as you're talking again and bringing it back to breast health, you know, I think there's probably a place to talk about breast implants and breast explant surgery and how to I have more and more patients who, you know, we support going through getting the implants removed. And one of my patients actually told me that their breast surgeon told them that all implants leak a little bit, you know, over time, you know, and so that was just like, I'm like, whether you have saline or silicone or whatever, like they're all leaking a little bit into the breast. And then there is a heavy metal component I've learned about through breast implants. So obviously we're going to advocate for women getting their implants removed, but how I'm sure you've supported a lot of people through this process. Yes. And, and what's interesting, we, we have one customer that had her implants removed and the scar tissue from the surgery. And she asked the doctor, you know, it's painful that, you know, the surgery, and he says, well, I can't help you there. We have a product called Zetox that they use it's got the castor oil on it mm. and it helps bring the scarring tissue to the surface so it breaks off. Mm. And so the iodine in it helps very well. But getting back to the implants, I there's a study that showed over 80 bacteria they found within the breast okay. area. And sometimes when you see the implants, there can be a swelling around the breast. And that's from the implants that, you know, they, they, they have a lot of immune problems. If that breaks, it's a real problem. So mm-hmm. um, I understand it, but the implants, it's, 
are a real problem mm-hmm. uh, for you guys to, to deal with because it's an immune problem uh, mm-hmm. constantly. So we actually, sometimes when they do the implants or remove them, they've cut into the lymphatics. And that presents a problem. They can get a lot of edema and they can get a, a lot of um, inability to drink correctly. They get swelling. And so that we actually can use a product to help create the circulation for the lymphatics up and down the arm sometimes. And then the same way when they go in for a breast exam and the doctor says, I want to take a biopsy. And most of them are, are false positives. They don't realize mm-hmm. that those lymph nodes are full of heavy metals and they mimic cancer. Mm-hmm. When if we had a chance to clean them up and use the nighttime deodorant and the breast cream that mm-hmm. we might be able to resolve and open up because when they, they get a mammogram, the breasts can be so full of heavy metals the, mm-hmm. and the aluminum salt, it just, it just scatters the radiation. And so now you have a breast full of radiation and calcification. It's going to take place because of the radiation. My biggest point that I always make is get people off antiperspirants and crystal deodorants. Mm. Those are the, they, they're affecting the, um, in fact, I, I told Hal Huggins that mm. about the, the dental problems from not draining from the gums to the underarms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he dragged me around to the biological dentist conferences <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, folks, listen to this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. No, um, what a synergistic connection, right? Yes. Yeah, one um, of those special I know, people. I know, right. I could pick your brain all day long. I'm going to kind of, we've been traversing around the body and going to different parts, but, you know, you bring up the mouth and I want to, instead of just talking about the mouth, because I think a lot of people understand that, what about the vagus nerve and the lymphatics? Have you been doing any detoxification of the vagus nerve through the skin and the lymphatics? Clinically, obviously you'd be seeing the results. Yeah, we, we, we do know, and it can, when it gets blocked and people can get swelling and everything, uh, I, I met a, a gentleman that has a device for working with the vagus nerve mm-hmm. and dial. He's a very interesting man here in Washington state, but we had somebody that had a vagus nerve problem and they'd been using the belly cream on the side of the face. And they, they did say that after a couple of days, they had an odor emitting from their body. So we knew we were actually moving whatever was congested in the vagus nerve was Mm -hmm. moving through their lymphatics. I would say that with an alpha you could see where the vagus nerve might be blocking what yeah. part. This was a, a vaginal odor mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was associated with the drainage. So we knew the person was draining okay because they wanted to know why that was uh, showing up. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. these are biomarkers I try to, to have uh, individuals understand. Your body's trying to tell you something. If, if the armpit smells or something has an odor, there's a reason for it. It's giving you a warning sign. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. No. And and thank you for that. And I guess, Mike, as we wrap up, like, what do you do every day to keep your system? Like, what are you applying on your body? Like, do this all at night? Like, make this practical for us. Like, what do we do? I I do. I I use my own products. If I miss at nighttime, I use it on the bottom of my feet. If I don't use it on my feet, and I can swell, feel the swelling on my feet. It may wake me up. Restless leg syndrome. Uh, okay. People can have, I put it on my lower extremities. If I don't, I do during the day. Now, I was, because I lived in LA and, and spent a lot of time in, in Mexico, and I moved to Washington. Washington's very low on selenium in the soil. 
mm-hmm. which means arsenic can build up. And so arsenic is mm-hmm. skin cancer. And I was, I put off, mm-hmm. I kept saying about my nose and I ended up that I had to have a little uh, rhinoplasty and mm-hmm. they took parts from different parts of my body and I don't care. It's doesn't change anything, but mm-hmm. now I use because of the, the surgery here and here, uh, I use, uh, actually my my new product for the bottom of the feet with the shungite i use it over here and use it here to drain down here down my neck down here to my armpits and if i don't do it i can feel a little restriction in my forehead okay okay no those are really great that's a really good pro i know i have my you know you're re-inspiring me i use a lot of your products and you re-inspire me especially your new product i'm super excited but i i do before i go to bed i do a lot of topical things too because i think you know that's a time we're sleeping and our lymphatic system's draining and we're detoxing and it's such a great way um to utilize topical therapies to really you know keep up with this um environmental burden that none of us are free from and I got a clue from one of your patients that you mentioned something about using the detox in the back of the neck or something. Mm-hmm. And, and she was in the California fires that uh, the um, smoke and she used the detox on the back. Mm-hmm. And we noticed on the Oluca scan that their, their heavy metals were building up in, in the Oluca scans that we see from across the country. So thank you for passing that on because yeah. she kept using the detox to help her clean the lungs and keep the, because smoke are heavy metals. Right. So, oh, yeah. Whatever. you know, the forest um, smoke is very toxic. Yeah. I, I love passing pearls back and yeah, forth oh, yeah. as that's they say the in the medical part. world. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I learn them every day and I'm so grateful because that's how we have to, yeah, share yeah. ideas and everything. And I, um, no, I, I could talk to you for like another few hours and I um, definitely am enjoying reconnecting and I hope that we, you know, continue to stay in touch and that you can share more with my practitioner community as well, because, you know, we're all in the frontline trenches and we know how toxic people People are, and we're always trying to figure out like what are more and more solutions to get ahead of this because our patients need it. Yeah, and and the lymphatics are so mm-hmm. overlooked that we we could talk for hours, and and maybe we should look at part two, part three. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, no, and, let's, let's and, do it for sure. And and then we can bring in some scans and and show demonstrations. We we can do all this. So I'm so grateful that you had me on today. Oh I'm no, I very pleased. Yeah, no, that it, you invited me. Of course. And I've been thinking about you also. I'm just so glad this is fun for me that I have these wonderful conversations that I want to record and share so more people can hear them because, you know, it's just, this is how we, you know, have more people. So, um, so thank you, Mike. So how can people find out more about, I mean, you have a lot of things. You have the Oligo scan people can connect with you about, you have all the um, Herbolics products. Like how can you share, like, please share. Um, well, they, yeah. they can get a hold of us at info at Herbolics, H-E-R-B-A. A-L-I-X.com, or they can go through you and contact you to get a hold of me because I always like to involve you when I'm, I'm working with one of your friends. That's and funny. so, you know, you can, you know, we all need to help each other, but they can contact Mike at herbolics.com or my phone number, area code 360-821-9063. So, um, you can make it some calls soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it. So. But thank you for sh- sharing like all your amazing knowledge and your expertise. And I, um, I really enjoyed our conversation today. So. It's been my pleasure, Christine. Thank you.
Thank you everyone for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Michael Fessler. I do share some of his products through BioPure. Um, we have those on Apothecary. If you want to check out BioPure DO, BioPure also has FemTox and Adetox that Michael helped to create. And so check out his products there. And if you want to reach out to him, he gave all of his personal information. So please check him out. He is so passionate and so knowledgeable about this. And I just wanted to share, please be on the lookout if you're on my email list. And if you're not, please check out my website, drchristineschaffner.com, and you can opt into my email list. And I have a lot of exciting projects that I'm so passionate about sharing in 2022, especially a practitioner membership, which you'll be on the lookout, as well as a one-year think tank for a small group of practitioners who want to spend the year with me learning, dialoguing about the future of medicine, and experiencing four in-person retreats throughout 2022. We're going to spend time at my clinic in Seattle, Eminence. We're also going to spend time learning about lasers and photodynamic therapy through the International Society of Laser Application and take a excursion to my dear friend's uh, clinic in Tijuana. We're going to also be learning uh, firsthand from some of the best biological dentists in the country and in the world at Dr. Freeman and Dr. Menelin's office. And we're going to go to also uh, Salt Lake City uh, and go to Solix, the, really the home base and the innovative center uh, for really bringing futuristic energy medicine uh, to more and more people, not only in your clinics, but in your uh, patient's home. And so um, I am, again, so excited to share this. And if you want to learn more, just email us at info at drchristineschaffner.com and just sending so much love and gratitude for each of you who are listening. Thank you.